Time, we continue in the study of the Tariyag Mitzvot, up to Mitzvah number 236. It's a negative commandment in Parashat Kedoshim. The source Pasuk, Lo Telech Rachil. Perik Yutet, Pasuk Tetzai. Now, what does it mean that the Torah does not want us to walk in a way of Rechilut? So the Chinook explains, Ve'anyan. Shi'im nishma adam Let's say you heard Reuven talking bad or derogatorily about Shimon. Shalon elech elab lo peloni midaber becha kach vekach. So you're not allowed to go to Shimon and say, you don't know what's going on. Reuven's talking about you and he said, so-and-so, that's called gossip-mongering. That you're going from one person to the other, peddling information. Unless your intention is to save Shimon from damages or from a mahloket, therefore you're giving this information for a constructive purpose. Now the uh, Midrash talks about this word Rachil. What is the nature of the word? So some say it comes from the word Rochel, which is a peddler. This guy is peddling his wares. He doesn't have merchandise, he has information. And therefore he's a peddler and he gives what he said and he passes it over to the next. Another interpretation of the Midrash says Rachil comes from two words. Rach and what's the that when he's talking to the Uven, it's to the Uven's benefit. He's being nice to the Uven. Listen, they're talking about you. However, it's Kashel Shimon because he's peddling the information that Shimon did not want, obviously, to be repeated. So it's soft to one person while it's being harsh to another. The shortage of this mitzvah is quite obvious. Ki Hashem hafez betovat abiriyot asher bara. But the Olam only wants the best for his creatures. V'tzivanu bazeh kedeliyot shalom benenu. God wants peace amongst his creatures. Ki arechilut sibal ariv umasa. Rechilut is only a cause that leads to fighting and divisiveness. Now some of the mitzvot that apply to this, that not only are we not allowed to speak derogatorily about somebody, but the halakha says we're not allowed to praise our friend in front of his enemy. Because that's only going to agitate the enemy, and it's going to cause him to say, not true, he's not such a good guy, and therefore he doesn't deserve all those accolades that you're showering on him. If let's say, for example, somebody, God forbid, in his family had somebody that was executed, let's say by Bedin, where he got hung, according to the halakha. So therefore, he's not allowed to tell that person, do me a favor, tele dagze. Could you hang up this, uh, this fist for me? Because when he hears the word yitle, tele, he remembers, eyes. Uh, he's, he's talking about my family member that was hung on the tree, and therefore it causes a pegam mishpah just by mentioning the word that's related 
to the event that happened. Obviously, this mezvah applies in all places, all times, to men and female alike. And if somebody was over and was ragal, and he went and he transported information, he transgresses the slab. There is no malkut, because salab she'en bo ma'aseh. There is no action. But then the Hinuk goes out of his way to say, God has many, many agents to take the place of an actual leather whip made out of the hide of a cow or a calf. That Borei Olam is not, uh, not uh, short of uh, other ways, alternate ways to mete out the punishment. Now included in this mezvah, the Hinuk now talks about the moser or the malshin. That is somebody that uh, hands over another Jewish person's money or his body to the authorities, to the government. Which means he tattles on the person to the government and puts them now at a disadvantage where his money is in danger or his physical body is in danger. The hachamim allowed the killing of the Moser, even in Hutzla Ares. And the reason why they allowed the killing of the Moser is because of Tikkun HaOlam. Obviously, you cannot kill a person until you warn them. And therefore, the Halakha says, the Moser has to be warned that what he's doing is forbidden. He has to accept the warning and say, I don't care, I'm doing it anyway. And then already, he's guilty in Hayab Mitah. If a person is muhzak to be a Moser, which means this guy already has a record that he's a Moser, they can kill him even without warning. Now, Arambam comes along and writes in extra language what he says, that once they warned him, and he accepted the warning, he said, I don't care, and he wasn't Moser yet. Arambam's language is, Kol hakodem lehorgo zacha. The first one that gets him, it's his zechut, which means... You know, quicker the better. The purpose of killing him is you don't want him to go to the, to the authorities. However, Arambam writes, once he went to the authorities already, now already the sakana happened already. So the murdering of this guy is not going to help. And therefore it's only talking about you're allowed to kill him before he goes, but not after, unless we know that this guy is a repeat offender. And if you don't get him off the streets now, he's only going to put B'nai Israel in jeopardy. The Mosed cannot get off the hook by saying that, listen, this guy's giving me a hard time and he's pressuring me, therefore I had no choice but to rat him out to the government. That is not considered an excuse. Now even though they killed the Mosed, they're not allowed to confiscate his money. On the contrary, although he's a Rasha, he might have some descendants that are Sadiqim, and therefore the money must be left over for the Yorshim, and to fulfill the pasuk, the rasha yachin, the rasha prepares all the money, the sadiq yilbash. But who ends up wearing all the money? The tzaddik. The rasha is the moser. The tzaddik is his possible descendants. And therefore, although we're able to get rid of him, but we're not allowed to confiscate his money, it has to be protected for the descendants. Again, the amira of Lotarech Rachil. One is not allowed to be a gossip mongerer in the Torah.